Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite tanking team in the Bay Area. On today's episode, we have another draft profile. Uh, ben Jordan joins us to talk about Riley Height. Um, so we're talking about Height, who may or may not be there for the Sharks. Why is such an intriguing prospect? And we talk about the kind of difference between the OHL and the WHL and why the WHL is just becoming a better league than the OHL. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Sharks your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well. That way you know exactly when the episodes are out. And have Ben Jordan on from Smart Scouting. Um, makes his first appearance on Lockdown Sharks. Great conversation with him. Um you know, we talk about Riley Hyatt. We talk about kind of his strengths, weaknesses, why he would be a great fit for the Sharks. Um, and then we have a big conversation about the OHL versus the WHL as he kind of covers both for uh, smart scouting and kind of why we're seeing such a huge talent increase from the WHL. So really fun conversation. Before we do get into that, do want you to know that today's episode is brought to you guys by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And now we bring in Ben Jordan of Smart Scouting, uh, making his debut on Locked On Sharks. How's it going, buddy? Man, it's going well. Always, always a treat to come on and talk hockey. So I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, no problem. So we're going to be getting into one Riley Height. Uh, you did a uh, profile of him on Smart Scouting. If you have not heard of Riley Height, here's a good way to kind of get introduced to him. Uh, he's a Ford uh, Prince George of the WHL, five foot eleven, one hundred seventy nine pounds. Uh, this year has played in sixty eight uh, regular season games, twenty five goals, seventy two assists, one hundred and seventy shots on goal. Uh, he was the second pick after Bedard um, in the WHL draft a couple of years ago. And to talk more about and what what why he is such an intriguing prospect, Ben, what? Let's start there. Why is he such an intriguing prospect to you? Yeah, I think I think the first thing that kind of pops out when you watch Riley Height is just his skating and playmaking combo. Um, a lot of guys, especially at the junior level, you know, you see like really good straight line speed, really good vision, really good passing, maybe a really good shot. But he he kind of has a really unique combo of the skating and playmaking, and he's able to he's able to make the plays at a super high level. Um, I think I think that's one thing that I touched on a lot in the report is just his ability with the puck to see open spaces and lead his teammates into those areas is something that I've been really, really impressed with. I mean, yeah, you look at those numbers, right? 25 goals on 170 shots. Is this, that's usually, that's a, that's a pretty good shooting percentage right there. Is that based on his shots outstanding or is he getting easy looks or kind of why, why do you think the production for not a lot of shots? Yeah, I'll I'll start off. He's on he's on a really good line this year. Um, Dallas actually just signed Chase Wheatcroft, and then another 2023 eligible on the wing in Cohen Zemer. 
Um, so he, he's got a great line, great supporting cast, and he, he's gotten a lot of looks on the power play. You know, what, his shot is one of those things that kind of maybe is overlooked a bit because of what I just talked about, but I think he's got an NHL caliber one-timer already. Uh, he kind of just loads up on that off wing and he scored a bunch of goals that way. And he's not afraid to get to the dirty areas in the crease. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of give and go plays that he starts and ends up on the, on the receiving end, um, finishing in tight in and around the crease. So I, I think those are kind of two areas that I'd attribute, um, to a lot of his success, um, uh, in the goal scoring category. All right. And you know, you, in your article, you talked about how kind of a smart player he is and his passing and stuff. Um, we've seen the sharks, really kind of focus on those hockey IQ players with Thomas Bortolo and William Eklund. Um, where does he kind of like, what type of hockey IQ? I, I'm assuming it's kind of off the charts if based off your report on him. Yeah, I, I would classify it in the off the charts category <laughs> uh, personally. And like you said, um, in terms of just kind of his build and his play style, he, he's right in line with those guys. Um, so, so I would say that he, he fits the mold of what the Sharks had been looking at. I know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe Doug Wilson Jr.'s out. He is no longer with, yeah, he did leave Director of Amateur Scouting. Draft. So, yeah. so we'll see kind of maybe with the, with Mike Greer now in, now in place, kind of full year under his belt and um, Doug Wilson Jr. out. We'll see kind of if their direction changes at all. Uh, but, but he definitely falls in line with uh, what they've been looking at in the past. Yeah. My, my thing, like a lot of people are like, oh, Mike Greer just wants big guys. It's like, no, he wants guys who are skilled at hockey and it like you want, he wants guys who play up to their size. Right. Cause there's, we've seen plenty of guys who are like six foot four, but they play like five foot six guys. And you see plenty of guys who are five, six, five, seven, five, eight, uh, who play like much bigger. I think that's kind of a, a big misconception with Greer is like, he just wants big guys who hit and do things. It's like, no, I think he just wants guys who play up to or bigger than they actually are. And so you, you talked about, you know, with, with height, he's not the biggest guy, right? He's five eleven. Uh, but you, he, you said he, he's not afraid to kind of mix it up and get into those dirty areas and get those prime scoring chances. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I'd say um, for, for people that watch a lot of NHL hockey out there, this, he, he has the ability to get to the net and the will to get to the net kind of like Bo Horvat does where he can kind of get lost in the shuffle in front find a find a soft spot if if there's a play behind the net he can kind of get that two foot pass and bury it and but he's also not afraid to get in there and try and create space for himself and he's put in a couple dirty goals this year i mean for for all the skill that he has not everything is is beautiful and and just kind of touching on touching on what you said like if riley height if he took all the exact same skills and everything but he was six three like I wish <laughs> <laughs> we'd be talking about it up there with Batari Every, right there. Everyone yeah. wants big guys if they come yep. with that kind of, with that skill set. Uh, but, but that's not often the case. All right, guys, before we continue conversation with Ben Jordan, um, we discuss again, kind of where height would kind of fit in with the sharks, what he needs to, to work on to, you know, as he continues to be his pro career. And then we talk about the OHL versus WHL. Do want to take a quick break, talk to you guys about our friends over at game time right now. You guys know how annoying buying tickets can be. And right now is the best time of year to get tickets. Cause there's so many fun events going on, right? You have NBA playoffs, you have NHL playoffs for teams, not located in San Jose uh, baseball starting. It's concert season over the summer. 
Game Time is the best and easiest way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the Game Time guarantee means that you'll get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the di- difference. It's the fastest growing ticket adding app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy. That way you know exactly what it's going to look like when you get there. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. So snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so what do you think is his one skill that's going to be the most NHL translatable for him? Yeah, I think I think right now, honestly, it's probably a shot. But I think I think in the long term, it'll just be the way that he can see the play. He, he can speed it up and, and slow it down. And a big thing for young players, you know, coming into the league is, is being able to kind of just slow the game down and, and process it at a rate. And that's something that he's going to have no trouble with. Um, and, and he'll fit right in in that sense. All right. And then, of course, right, what is the thing that you think is going to either hold him back? What do you think is that, that thing that he needs to work on the most as he kind of transitions out of juniors, assuming he'll have to play AHL games and get, you know, become an impact NHL player? Yeah, I think there's two things. One thing that stood out for me in a lot of the viewings, um, and I'm not too sure how much of this can be attributed to him just being young and in junior still, but a lot of the time, and I've noticed it mainly in games that are a blowout on either side of the ledger, whether they're up big or down big, he he gets disengaged quite easily. Um, so so that kind of ties in with what I think his biggest holdback will be, which is just play off the puck. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's so, so important in the NHL. The game moves so quickly. You need to free up space. Play off the puck is, is super important. And I think right now he just – it's not even that he lacks the ability, it's that he lacks the will at times, I feel. And he just, he can become disconnected from the game for multiple shifts at a time, sometimes even periods. I've uh, Recently, I think they were up 7-1. I can't remember who it was against. They were up big heading into the third. And it was like, I, I at the end of the game, was like, did he even play in the third? <laughs> like, is he hurt? <laughs> like, like, you just, you really miss the explosiveness and, and kind of his, will to just keep the foot on the gas so i think that's something that i'm sure a little bit can be attributed to just being younger and once he gets in gets drafted and into a development camp this summer that's going to be something where that just gets drilled home that you know we're in the pros you don't stop playing <laughs> yeah uh, so so that, that that's a that's an area of concern i'd say right now for me yeah and like you said i mean he's young and yeah. he just turned 18 last month uh and again i mean we've all been there with seven one games even watching a seven one game where you're just like okay like let's let's speed it up we got other things to do here so that that's understandable not something you want to see but that's understandable mm-hmm. for a 17 18 year old kid to be like we're coasting we have bigger things that we got to, to worry about uh you know especially if you're getting going into the playoffs and stuff like that so, yeah exactly and making sure you're not hurt and make yeah kind of saving yeah, the body a little bit the there yeah. yeah um all right so you know you talked about that that there what it, i know he's got some he's gonna have to build up every 17 18 year old kid's going to kind of build up if he hits his kind of ceiling what type of player would 
the Sharks or whoever drafts him uh, get? What what is his kind of kind of tapped out ceiling? What's his most likely role? Yeah, I'd say the first thing is just like you mentioned, you know, filling out his frame and putting on some muscle. I think that in and of itself will allow him to play center at the National Hockey League level. So that that would be the first thing I'd say. And then reaching his full potential offensively. I mean, we're talking about a dynamic top six centerman. Um, like I kind of mentioned Bo Horvat earlier, I see a lot of similarities in the nuances in the way that they see the game and handle the puck and, and understand space and where their teammates are going to be. So I, I think you're looking at a dynamic top six centerman somewhere in the 75 to 85 point range um, at, it, at his tapped out potential. Uh, that's not too bad in the late first round, getting a guy who's no. 75 to 85 points. I mean, uh, I would thoroughly enjoy that in San Jose at some point. So um, if he doesn't hit that ceiling, what type of player is he kind of just going to be like a, a solid middle six guy, maybe like a souped up third line guy? Like if you're on a championship caliber team and he's your third line center, you're feeling really good about yourself? Yeah, I, I think at, at it, if he doesn't kind of, I think one of the, the biggest thing is, is just finding that consistency um, mm-hmm. with the play off the puck and on the puck. And if he doesn't quite hit that ceiling or honestly, maybe doesn't find himself in quite the right situation on draft day and comes through the, comes through and not quite the right situation. I think definitely a souped up third line center. He, he's got all the characteristics to, you know, play a great 200 foot game. He's been on the penalty kill this year. He's done a great job. Maybe looking a, a bit more in the scope of like an Anthony Sorelli type with a little bit more offensive upside and a little less kind of warrior mentality. Uh, <laughs> I'll put it like that. Just a little, a little less hungry for the grit and grime, uh, but a little more offensive flair maybe, but I, someone in that kind of role where they're, they're a really important piece of a championship team. We've seen that with Sorelli in the three cup finals that they, that they've been mm-hmm. to. So I think kind of, kind of in there. All right. Um, what's his timeline, right? He's got a couple years in juniors. Um, you would expect probably a year or two in, in the AHL uh, before he kind of starts to make an impact in the NHL. Yeah, I, I, I've always been a proponent for, for just letting development cook. Um, for sure, next year in Prince George, fill out his body. Mm-hmm. He was a point shy of 100 this year. Hit the century mark. He's going to tear up the WHL next year. Um, and then, and then kind of go from there. I mean, ultimately it'll depend on the team and a lot of teams think differently. Some may keep him another year in junior. Some may bring him to the AHL. Um, Mm -hmm. personally, I, I would put it like this. I, I would keep him in junior probably two more years, Mm. um, and then bring him to the AHL for a year as opposed to the one, one in junior and then two in the AHL. Uh, I think just letting him dominate is a big thing. Um, but for whatever team will bring him to the AHL, I think it's super crucial that they just get him minutes. Wherever wherever he is, he just needs to get minutes. Um, skill guys like this, they just need to play and they need to really hone in on the consistency aspect. So just emphasis on playing. Yeah, I mean, we saw that. I mean, we, the Sharks own backyard, right? Ozzy Weisblatt was their first round pick 2020 draft. And, you know, he played two years in juniors, you know, um, and then this year it took him half the season right before he was even getting regular ice time with, with the Barracuda. Um, I know the Barracuda team had some talent on there with between Borlo and Robbins and some of the, the veteran guys that got on there. But I mean, you're, you're finally seeing now at the end of the season where Ozzy Weisblatt has been kind of able to start to put it together. So I know these guys are a little bit different. Uh, I, I think Heights uh, a little bit more skilled than Ozzy is. Um, Ozzy, I think is probably a little bit 
uh, has plenty of speed, but has a little bit more kind of grit to his game, which is, I think, kind of lends itself to the AHL a little bit more uh, than a guy like Hype. But, I mean, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially for a team like the Sharks, who aren't going to be good exactly. anytime soon. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, but uh, we're not going to go. We stuck. We, we stick. We know that. As Sharks fans, we know that. But uh, letting him kind of slow cook, and then all of a sudden you're pairing him with Bortolo, who's got a couple years under his belt. Ekman's got a couple years under his belt. You know, B-Set will be coming over probably around the same time. You Hopefully you get a Fantilli or Bajard in this draft, and then it's like, okay, you've got some pieces here to work with, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, big, big proponent of letting guys cook. Um, there's no such thing as overdeveloping um and, and letting guys dominate is if you just if you look at the track record it, it the odds are so much more in your favor and, and like you said for a team like the sharks where there's no real urgency to get them in there and producing just take it slow <laughs> oh i know but it's you want your new toys now yeah you do <laughs> <laughs> it's like christmas morning it is yes that's again that this is all we have right now sharks fans this is it so that and eric carlson scoring 100 points that's all we got right now so um all right guys before we finish up with ben uh we talk about the whl versus ohl um figure out where he thinks height is going to go um bunch of fun stuff to talk about with him before we do that do want to let you guys know about the locked on game to game so thank you guys for making locked on sharks your first listen your second listen go check out the locked on game to game nhl every moment every top performance every result locked on game to game covers every game from across the nhl with local analysis that only locked on can deliver especially we got playoffs coming up you want to know exactly what happened the night before Locked On has got you covered. So follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Okay, let's talk some kind of other draft stuff here. So you cover both the WHL and you and you do the OHL as well. Um, you actually work for the OHL Rangers. Uh, I, I see that's pretty cool. Um, why this year we see a lot of the top tier talent is in the WHL. Is this a trend or is this a cyclical thing? Or why do you think the WHL kind of just has more talent this year in this draft compared to other years? Yeah, I think, well, the, the first thing is um, that I, I really think that the WHL has a bit of an advantage in the sense that the pool of players is just so much bigger. Um, mm -hmm. like covering the scope of BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, just, and, and even down in Washington and, and surrounding areas in the States for players coming in. I just, they, they have a lot more toys to pick from ultimately. Um, and I, I've kind of, ever since I've started following the draft and prospects and really getting into that whole thing in, in 2017, um, I, I've always thought that the WHL has just been generally a bit stronger now this year i think is a bit of an outlier in the sense that the first round is going to be dominated by whl players and we maybe see a couple ohl guys sprinkled in there um so oh, I yeah think so for the ohl right you've got guys like uh so colby barlow was probably probably gonna be the first ohl guy I picked right you've got uh, uh richie um, yeah richie and then quentin musty and Sudbury, and, uh, then, and then riley height yeah uh, Oliver Boyk, you know, up there too, but like first round guys, yeah. Yeah, a couple guys in London, a couple guys in Kitchener with Bruce Devich and Rakoff, and then Barky also in London. Um, mm -hmm. So, so th there's some guys around, but um, I think this year 
is a bit of an outlier in the sense that the WHL is just so much more dominant. But but I do think that there's something to the the size of the player base and uh, just having more opportunities. And ultimately, when you have more to pick from, you're taking more higher skilled guys, higher upside guys that end up getting drafted higher. And um, I, I think the WHL has a bit of an advantage in that sense. All right. So do you think this is going to be something that we're continues? Because it's a lot of times, like it's always kind of been like, oh, like the OHL kind of then the WHL, then the Q we don't talk about as much. But like, <laughs> do you see kind of a shift as the WHL is kind of taking maybe taking the lead as the kind of premier uh, CHL league? Yeah, I mean, like like I mentioned, I've, I've kind of noticed that trend since since 2017, mm. and I I do anticipate it to continue to to this extent. Probably not. Yeah, we're not gonna. Uh, have I a, think a this Bedard is every, this is a yeah. supreme outlier, especially mm-hmm. with with Bedard, and then you got other like we Zach Benson, Riley Height, Nate Danielson. Like yeah. the list goes on and on and on with the with the high end talent. So I don't think we see any trend like this continue and. <laughs> Quite honestly, next year, looking at the defenseman class in the OHL, we're looking at something pretty special, I think, early on. Um, uh, so next so, year, if you need a defenseman like the Sharks do, next year is the year to be <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, there's four really good young defensemen in the OHL right now who I think have a chance at least early on maybe in the first round. But um, we'll see continuing on. But I, I, I do think that there is going to continue to be a shift towards the WHL being just a little bit stronger in, in terms of not only you know higher end draft picks coming from the WHL, but also just sheer volume of of picks. Um, so I, I don't see this outlier trend continuing. I think we might just have a one off here, but I I do I do think that. All right. Um, what's your favorite league between the three? <laughs> I would say probably the OHL, but that that is a bit of a homer view. Uh, being from Toronto, that was always the junior league I followed and. Uh, went to a bunch of Steelheads games as a kid, um, Oshawa Generals, all that, C. Tavares, and all those guys. Um, uh, it's so, fine. I, uh, I knew you were going to pick and that now, one. And now being with the Rangers, uh, probably probably the OHL, but I, I do really enjoy the WHL, um, and, and it's great hockey there too. All right, so we'll get you out of here with the uh, two questions, the blood questions we ask everyone. Uh, you don't know this, but I took some of your blood uh, to make sure that you this, this is going to be put in blood um <laughs> you know set in stone where does one riley height get picked in this year's draft yeah i think i think ultimately on draft day he'll end up somewhere in the 15 to 20 range and for the sake of having my blood drawn i'm gonna go with 18 <laughs> 18 that's a good pick okay 18. uh according to tankathon let's see where they're at right now as we're recording this april 3rd tankathon 18th pick would be the penguins that's all they need is just a high-end talent guy <laughs> to go with yeah that's that's exactly who they need so. <laughs> but well, um yeah that he would be easily their best prospect uh, right away so Without Whoever they so. take there will likely be their best prospect. <laughs> Probably. So, um, all right. And then five years from now, I'm still doing this podcast because I can't find anybody to replace me at Locked On. Um, who, non Bedard, is the best player in this year's draft? Yeah. I mean, that, that is that, that's the one worth all the marbles, right? Um, but you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to stick to my roots in the OHL and WHL, and I'm going to say Zach Benson. Mm. Uh, I think outside of the kind of Bedard, Fantilli, Michkovs, and I'd even stop the list there in terms of 
just like sheer offensive point upside um, at the next level. But I, I really think that Zach Benson could be something special. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Zach Benson for that one. I like the Zag. Everyone else, most people say Fantilli. I've gotten Mitchkoff a couple times. Uh, Zach Benson, I do like the Zach Benson one. That, that's that's really fun, especially if the Sharks continue to win a couple games here. Getting Zach Benson uh, would not be the worst thing in the world for the Sharks. Yeah, no, so. lots of consolation prizes this year. Absolutely. I love me some Leo Carlson. I'm, I am I love me some sweets, so I would be really happy with the Sharks hitting Leo Carlson. But again, I think if you're in the top five, you're going to come away with somebody. You're going to be really happy with who you pick this year. Yeah, absolutely. So. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> all right. Uh, ben, you've said it all. Where can the people find you? Yeah, so you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at BJordanNHL. I post tons of different clips and thoughts and everything hockey on there. And you can see a lot of my work on anything draft prospects on smatscouting.com. So go check it out, covering all things WHL, OHL for the upcoming draft. All right. Thanks, buddy. I'll have to have you back on again. Um, <laughs> and we'll catch you guys next time. All right, guys. Thank you guys for uh, listening, joining uh, for Ben Jordan. Um, I thought it was great. Definitely going to have him back on the podcast um, to talk more prospects. So um, just as a reminder, I will no episodes Thursday or Friday this week. I will be on vacation. So just listen to this one like 60 times or something like that. I don't know. Or go go catch up on the other uh, draft prospect ones or something. There's plenty of other stuff to listen to. So that I've put out plenty of content. Um Make sure, though, you guys are following along. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MyFryHole. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at LockedOnSharks. You can make sure you guys are following for free uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, YouTube as well. That way you know exactly when the newest episodes are available. Again, we'll be back on Monday to start answering the biggest questions the Sharks have uh, heading into the offseason. So uh, until Monday, bye, friends. <laughs>